cheeky little bounce. Oh, well done. Runs towards goal. It's a chance. It's as good as you'll ever see. Oh, well done, Sauce. Hey, you like Pez? Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Source and we have a very important business to get to tonight because uh, have a look at the attire of Source. He's, he's put on the suit to mourn uh, the death of Geelong in not, 2023. Not, not to mourn the death of Geelong. I'm, I'm here because I mean business. You know, after last week's disappointing round for me, I mean business. We're not we're not mourning the, the death. <laughs> it was, I think last round was just the, the round of upsets, Pez. You know? hey, well, it, it was. Horizon, uh, the horizon is high for, for us. You know, If we're riding off every team that lost, well then... Goodbye, Port Adelaide. Goodbye, Brisbane. You know? You should have said Collingwood. Collingwood. Being on top of the ladder. Yep. Well, how's this Collingwood lose on the Friday night on top of the ladder and then people have an opportunity to play a little bit of catch-up? Brisbane failed, <laughs> losing to Gold Coast. Port Adelaide failed, losing to Adelaide as well. No Isaac ranking and uh, upset upset City. The, the biggest win might have not had nothing to do with the finals, which is uh, West Coast getting a win over North Melbourne. And North Melbourne... They're in a bit of turmoil. That is that is not good for them. Yeah, it's um, I mean, it's not unfamiliar territory for North Melbourne, but it is it is disappointing that again they're going to be in, um, speaking about this sort of stuff like that. It's it's just a shambles. It's just the norm, and you you kind of uh, we're desensitized to it really because uh, we just expect them to be shit, and it's it's not good because. Um, yeah, you just sometimes you feel for a couple of these clubs and and what's going on. Like Jack Zebel been there for so many years and he's got an emotional retirement speech uh, throughout the week and he's tearing up he's made so many good friends but he hasn't had many wins on the field and things like that so it still means a lot to the the people that are there but but the club in terms of winning in the AFL it's uh yeah down in the dumps what what uh, yeah, definitely down in the dumps, but it, you know, well, well, let's not sit there and, and mourn the the death of North Melbourne. That happened almost fifteen years ago. So let's, you know, really talk about the uh, the, the fifteen. Uh, about fifteen years ago. Oh, even when they made those prelims, that prelims, they were, they were the, false prelims. Yeah. Frank the Tank, that was probably the the Drew Petrie. That was about fifteen. Uh, the Millennium, the Millennium, two thousand, dead, oh, dead. <laughs> okay, well, it's a fair, it's a, it's a, it's more than fifteen. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly. Exactly right. It's Twenty-three years. Um, well, if we if the interesting part about this, uh, you know, there's only a couple of weeks left. It's, it's set up for for a great fi- final run home. But there are one, two, three, four, five, six teams on nine wins outside of the eight. So only a few games and four points separate basically fourteenth pairs and uh, and making the eight. So the, the race is alive. We've had the you know massive winning streaks from uh, GWS and Carlton, really sort of stamping their authority authority on uh, a finals berth and. Tell you what, Pez, I don't know which which was more impressive. GWS's win, uh, coming back in Ballarat against the Dogs, or Carlton's win, playing uh, and just absolutely dominating uh, from about that third quarter onwards. Well, probably that second quarter onwards, really, but it was just pure dominance from Carlton and an amazing comeback from GWS. Yeah, and the, the Pies supporters were still there, and I just... Uh wanted to, to check Twitter to see what was happening. And, gee, they, they turn on their own really, really quickly. Uh, I, I saw them say, we've got our best team ever. There's no way we're losing to Carlton. People posting videos, uh, calling uh, Carlton supporters out and everything. And then uh, it just all went to water. And then, you know what they say? Oh, we're still on top of the ladder. Yeah, you, you, you can't win. 
I mean, that's what they didn't win, yeah. but that's what you could have the power to do. I mean, Collingwood is in a great form. They've been the team to beat all year. They were definitely due. They were slowly coming into to this loss, and Carlton have just been a really lucky team about the teams that they've played. Port Adelaide, they were due for a loss. Collingwood, they're due for a loss. You know, they're playing teams at, at the right times, but then again, they still have to win them. So Collingwood, you know, they weren't looking disorganised last week. They don't look, you know, they just, they basically were really inaccurate. They kicked 10-16 and Carlton hit them in a great sign. They were due for a loss. So I would expect them to bounce back this week. Um, but GWS pairs, they have come from absolutely nowhere. The orange tsunami is, is back. It's incredible. It's, yeah, it's, it is unbelievable. And they're, they're about to field probably their strongest team uh, for the year coming up in this round against Sydney, the, uh, the hometown rivals there. So uh, all on the up for GWS at the moment. If they can snag, uh, yeah, fifth, or six and get a home final at Giant Stadium, get a whole 2,000 people there to watch them. It'd be uh, a great atmosphere. It definitely would. Uh, Del Santo came out in the week and, and then talked about how GWS uh, possibly had vibes of uh, the Richmond side when they came from out of nowhere in a massive winning streak and to win their first premiership in a long time. And tell you what, Pez, wouldn't we be, we'd be back on the, the orange paint, <laughs> wouldn't we? We'd be getting it back out. Oh, I don't know. I've never met a Giants fan in my life, so I would I would not mind if they're going to win if it's not my team. So that's, uh, that's very good. Let's uh, review round 20. There's no official review. Uh, I kept it simple, uh, round 20 source. Uh, I had uh, just three bets in the end. We went Brisbane wire to wire uh, with a couple of other legs for insurance. Nothing uh, ended up getting up. Brisbane were down in the first quarter, came back to lead by seven at quarter time, and then they were down at halftime and just got uh, demolished by the Suns. Uh, And the Suns, you know, they've grown up beating the bigger brother and Brisbane, that's really costly for them because they had an opportunity to take a top two spot, especially with Adelaide beating Port Adelaide that night as well. So really disappointing uh, from Brisbane there. So I lost two units, didn't even get a bonus. Uh, Sunday came around, Wanganin Malira, 25 plus, 10 in the first quarter, 10 in the second quarter. I only got three in the third quarter, but I only needed him to get two more touches uh, for the 25 plus at $1.92 there. So he ended up with 33 or uh, something around that realm. And they had a big win against Hawthorne as well. So because I was down, it was $1.92. The only reason I put out a bet on the, on the Sunday was because, you know what, I'm just going to try and put out a unit here and try and get into the positive. So I put a unit on Melbourne at $1.57, and this was a topsy-turvy game. There wasn't much defense happening, and it was a very high-scoring game. Melbourne ended up getting the, the chocolates in the end in the fourth quarter, and I got a, a handy 0.41 uh, unit profit for the round. Uh, to take my profit for the season over 30, so 30.07 units. So uh, I was quite happy with that. As you would be, Pez, you're walking away with a round full of profit. And I said uh, my round that I was here to, to have business because I, I missed the mark last week. Geelong, uh, they have a hoodoo against Fremantle and I should have read more into the last couple of losses that they've had there and they've all been through Fremantle and they've all been smashed on the line. And, you know, that game, let alone a win, Geelong uh, didn't even get close to the, the, the minus 70, the minus 61 and minus 46. So. That was a big outlay from you uh, and, and confidence with your own team. And it hurts a little bit more when it's your own team that lets you down. But to not even get the win and and to have a loss, it it, it might uh, 
mean the difference between finals and not finals at the end of the season. So they need to really turn it around this week. Can they lose two in a row at GMHBA against Port Adelaide? It'll be really interesting, and uh, I definitely will speak about this in the bet slip, but I love the value with, with Port Adelaide there. I'm so very surprised with those odds. But, you know, I did get back uh, I did get on the board for 1W this round, you know, Sydney money line against Essendon. I was absolutely loving that, and thank you, Papley, uh, for, for helping me out there. But that paid out at halftime, so I was, I was really happy with that one. And the dollar seventy one two units for that one. Um, you know, escaped a little bit, but uh, actually, no, I didn't because Bluebet uh, helped me out with that one. So, really happy with that. Uh, and I should have stuck to my own advice and not gotten greedy. Uh, but because I was down uh, <laughs> three, three and a half units, I went a little bit for the player disposals. You know, after we spoke about the, the games on Friday, Thursday last week, uh, sorry, Saturday last week, and how they took so long to get out, I definitely focused in on that. I should have stuck to just Nash, Warple, and Newcomb, uh, Newcomb all over the 20, and that, that also looted. But the, the alternate line. Lines definitely got me and uh, uh, you went, be you went mo- for a big one 550 odds uh, it's not always going to get up so uh. no but like one of the things that I did uh, learn from watching is just being mindful of the you know we have been really flogging the Hawthorne disposals but Sammy Mitchell's putting some interesting moves in different uh, he's trialing some things in there at the moment which means that uh, a lot of the CBAs are down for, for a lot of those guys and there's inconsistencies there so oh, there's inconsistency with Hawthorne's performances uh, in the last couple of months so you read into that what you will so for the for the round for the season is more importantly yeah for the season uh, 153 units staked uh, sorry 155 units staked and a profit loss of 62.87 so we have hiccups uh, every now and then so a loss for the last round is okay but an ROI of 40.8 I'm pretty uh, stoked with that Pez you know for, for the season we're, we're, we've been what sitting at uh, is that 92 yeah, 92 we're sitting for overall so that's, that's incredible uh, for us and we just have to keep chipping away and continually to make profit so uh, I'm, I'm pretty confident we'll bounce back this week. Yeah, well, let's get it. Round 21. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Now bets with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I was with a mate and um, we were getting, getting sort of ready to leave and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on, on Maxi. Do you want do you want some as well? And I, I said... Straight into the specials. Sinan takes a special and goes bang. Uh, not much to report on the specials. We've got Blue Bet. Um, Sportsbet still haven't pulled their finger out. So uh, have, a, have a look around if anything comes out. Uh, what the uh, betting bookies are doing at the moment is they're sending individual personalised things uh, to, to some people to try and enhance them to deposit and, and to bet more. So if you get something like that, take advantage of it if you can. Uh, if not, that's uh, that's going from there. The other thing that is uh, very special is uh, we haven't been interrupted yet, Source, but uh, we could be interrupted mid-recording uh, mid here and I could be on my way to the hospital because we did make make it to the recording, which is great. But uh, it is. Uh, it's only one step. One step of the way. We probably shouldn't have sat, sat there talking for so long, Pez, with uh, how urgent it is on Baby Watch uh, Pez twenty twenty three. So, um, yeah, hopefully you've done your homework in the lead up to it, and you didn't just uh, pencil in that it was going to be cancelled this week. And nah, hopefully well, you can. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully, you know, you, you, your partner can hold off until the weekend's finished and maybe get a Monday job done so you can still watch some footy. Oh, I've got to, <laughs> got to try and avoid some winners. I don't know what I'm going to do. Carlton St Kilda, because uh, my daughter was born in November, so there's no footy in November. It was it was fine, but St Kilda Carlton's a pretty big game on, on the Sunday. If we're in that uh, labour room, it's not, not a very nice place to be. So uh, 
We'll see what happens. Oh, but it might be better watching the been watching the Saints throw away uh, yeah, <laughs> throw a win. Be, so throw it could be the better season. place, uh, the better alternative, Pez. But uh, you know, any other specials to, to talk through before we, we get going? No, nothing. No, <laughs> no nothing. Shit I mean, all. Absolutely shit all. And sports bets uh, generally tend to do this leading up to finals. They normally have a couple of rounds where they um, they don't have any any um, specials, but because then they have a big special for the for the um, AFL finals. So well, that's what we're going to hope to. Hopefully, take of, yeah. they're looking for all finals pairs. It wouldn't be nice uh, the the money back no matter what. Hopefully, that is the the same game multi special that they've had oh, for most of the year. That'd yeah, be great, lead, lead at quarter time and oh, and get bring, paid out. Bring back that gem. That was the best one ever. All right, let's speaking. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, footy, let's get into the Friday night clash. Western Bulldogs taking on Richmond. A dollar fifty favourites are the doggies. Two fifty four outsiders. Richmond Tigers minus thirteen and a half is the line. Over under one sixty eight and a half. Pez, um, really interested. Uh, both of these teams are well. It's not both of these teams, but Richmond is one win away realistically from from getting into the eight. Western Bulldogs, the winner of this game, will go into the eight for for a short period of time over the weekend. But you know, both clubs heaps to play for. Oh, it's it's absolutely huge. Uh, Richmond, they they were in a winning opportunity against Melbourne. I spoke about it before. They were twenty points up throughout that game, but they just couldn't couldn't keep it up. They're very very uh, inconsistent this year, uh, especially after they lost Tom Lynch. They've just they haven't had a good season. We're hearing that Damien Hardwick left. He's been gone what a month, and he's going to sign a five year deal to coach the Gold Coast Suns apparently. So uh, he didn't really want to, you know continue coaching Richmond he just wanted a, a new job Andrew McWalter has stepped in there and he seems to be doing a good job he seems to be making the right adjustments at the right time and uh, Richmond it's just a bridge too far this uh, Friday night I think because the teams are teams are out I love the Ed Richards inclusion I love the Liam Jones inclusion uh, especially with Josh Bruce uh, being injured there and going out of the doggies there uh, but Richmond, they're resting or managing, as they say in the thing, <laughs> Dustin Martin and Trent Cochin. So if if Dustin Martin is not playing, uh, I am not liking the Tigers at all. So I've gone to Blue Bet. I've put three units out there, which is my equal biggest bet of the season, on the Bulldogs to win at a dollar fifty. Yeah, I, I, I'm all with your pairs. I, I I like the Bulldogs, especially at Marvel. Um, for me. It was a surprising move uh, for for them to not be not not sort of go full strength at the Tigers, especially with the momentum that they're going. Um, I expect a really defensive game for this one. I think that um, you know the Tigers have really adjusted the way they're playing over the last month, and uh, the Dogs, as we know, they just sort of chip the ball around. But I'm expecting a, a really defensive sort of game. Uh, I would be all over the um, the Bulldogs. I am going to, to just hold off on a little bit. I think that that um, that can come out a little bit. I think that we can probably get a little bit more value there than the dollar fifty because I. I think that those Tiger fans uh, would be comfortable um, putting a bit of money on that one. So after I put that bet down, I'll also be looking at disposals pairs. Both of these sides, Richmond and the Dogs, are both top six sides giving away disposals to defenders. So really target those defenders um, and those main midfielders for the Bulldogs as well. Specifically, if you're looking at Martin out as well, uh, they're, they're probably going to really, really rely on that defence. I think more money will come in for the dogs here, you and I think I think it'll close around dollar forty-five. So do you reckon? Uh, do you really think? I, I think so. So if you can get some uh, money that's above dollar fifty that you think in the closing, um, yeah, definitely take that because that'd be pretty good value. What what is it on Bluebet at the moment? Oh, dollar fifty. When I screenshotted it a few hours ago. Okay. I'll, I'll go the I'll go the live check. Have have a, have a look at the live check. Cause I'm, if that's the case, then if you if you really think that, then dollar uh, forty-seven already. 
Shit. <laughs> uh, I might, I might like uh, two units on that one as well then, Pez, because uh, I do like, I'm, I'm surprised that Richmond have gone in with a, the managed and rested with, with Martin. That, that really surprises me. Um, and, and, you know, we know that Richmond don't like travelling to Marvel either. That was another factor. You know, we know that they bitched and moaned when they had to play games there. They don't like the, 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 the surface there. They don't like the, the ground. They don't like the short drive from Punt Road, Pez, all the way up there. But lock that in for me for two units then, uh, $1.47. Cool. I'll just talk to myself. Well, let's get on to the, the Saturday game. Um, $1.04 favourites are the Bombers. $10 outsiders West Coast coming off their second win of the season. Minus 53.5 is the line over under 176.5. Pez, do the Eagles make it back-to-back wins? Uh, well, I hope so. That'd be that'd be great to see. Um, Essendon had a big, you know, they were losing by 37 points against Sydney. Came roaring back in that fourth quarter and it ended up being two points, but it wasn't really, they didn't really have a chance to steal it because Sydney kicked the sealer uh, a few minutes before that to go eight points up. So Essendon kicked a goal in the dying seconds to get it to two points. But uh, if West Coast could come down, they've, they've got a couple of players retiring, we've heard during the week. The, the thing we usually look at against West Coast, especially away from home, is goal kickers. So, But Peter Wright and Cole Langford, who have been kicking goals really well for Essendon this year, they're very low priced, $1.10 and $1.20. Not to score one goal source, but to score two. So you'd have to be looking elsewhere. Are you think a, a dollar nine for for two meter Peter to kick two goals is ridiculous. A dollar nine, silly. That's incredible. That that that, that blows me away, bookies. Yeah, well, uh, it, you can't bet on it. You can't put your own money on it. Like what you could do, the opposite of a dollar ten, whatever it is, five fifty. You, you put money on that if you could, and maybe he might get subbed out of the game. Maybe he might have an injury or something. Yeah, you better for me. Um, I, I actually really like the value in this one, and if you're going to look at goal kickers, because that's what you generally target. I, I like the forty plus because Essendon are going to need to make up per- percentage. Get a dollar fifty for. I think it's actually a, it was a dollar fifty earlier in the day. I think it's a dollar forty six now. It's already come in the forty plus. Um, that line is, is you know it gives you a bit more freedom. Yeah, Thirteen points on that line, and then if you're looking for goal kickers pairs, most goals is where you're probably going to look. Peter Wright two thirty. Kyle Langford, 335. So, so that's great value. And then you're not relying on them having to get three or four because, you know, they, they could get, um, you know, two or three and, and be, and still be get most goal scorers. Yeah, so yeah. if you partner those two up pairs, that gives you odds of $3. I'll probably look to find another disposal market in there. Um, you know, I expect the ball to go down their heap considering West Coast have basically shut their, their back line uh, out and they had that win last week. So, you know, you know, uh, premiership hangover pairs. <laughs> um, well, they've won their second game so and they put a lot of investment in to that last week against North Melbourne, travelling to Melbourne, everything points to a big Essendon win. Yeah, no interest in it for me. I'll um, I'll save save my money for another another battle. Maybe you'll save your money for this one, Pez. Adelaide taking on Gold Coast, a dollar twenty nine favourites. The Crows, three fifty outsiders. Uh, the Suns minus twenty two and a half is the line. Over under one seventy four and a half. Pez, surprisingly, after a massive massive win, Port Adelaide, uh, sorry Adelaide, keep their 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 season alive and their, their finals hope alive. They'll be absolutely kicking themselves that they dropped some of those earlier ones where, where they were where, were leading at, at crucial times in the game. There's a few games earlier in the year. They played against. Uh, they lost to GWS twice. Mm-hmm. They had they had big leads against them. They had a big lead against the Gold Coast as well up in Darwin and, and lost that one. If they win two out of those three, they're definitely playing finals. Probably well, they're, they're sitting uh, they're sitting eleven September. wins. They're fighting for a top six spot. It's it is absolutely unbelievable that Adelaide have done that to themselves. But um, when they, when they're on, they're on and they move the ball really well. And when they're not, they they just get dominated and and ran through. Now, the big news coming in is uh, your man, Took Miller, a little bit of uh, 
a little bit of ball grabbing and things going on, a bit of ball tampering happening <laughs> throughout the week. Are you talking about the poms and the ball switch <laughs> that went on there? No, that's a that's a, another issue in <laughs> itself. But Let, let's can we quickly just talk about that? Wow, the, the like for like ball and that ball switch was disgusting. Like the amount of means that came out of that and looked like one of those tennis balls with the tape on it. Absolutely it's, incredible. Oh, it's great. It a brand new pill, uh, and it, it swung up my when it when it came oh, out that second one. Didn't it was it? like I think thirty three percent compared to thirteen percent of playable shots were, was the, the the metrics after the the ball change. Incredible. Oh, and what I am absolutely spewing about is the the rain because the rain cost me watching that second session of the of the last day of that last test their source because uh, I fell asleep because of the rain delay the replay was on and uh, woke up to a 49 run loss by the Aussies in a, in a drawn Ashes <laughs> series so there you go yeah and that's not, not, not a good way to spend the, the evening pairs especially when you're staying up there but what are you thinking in this game uh, Adelaide obviously at home have been a different sort of side take out that uh, disappointing loss a couple of weeks ago to GWS but you know they've been a, a, a very positive side at home compared to the Gold Coast who you know since uh, Stewie Jew has been sacked you know they're, they're, they're two and one so it's, it's some decent sort of uh, you know uh, change around, I guess, in the way that they're playing. Yeah, without without Took this week as well, that's a that's a big loss because he's been playing well and he's been building, building, and building. Uh, but yeah, going over to Adelaide's uh, been a hard job. GWS were able to do it a few weeks ago, so can the other expansion club do it to keep their season alive? Uh, it, it's definitely season on the line. Whoever loses will not be playing finals. Yeah, definitely. No bet. Um, I have to be all over Adelaide here. Adelaide still have the the second best offense in um, in the league. They're playing at home. You know, Tex Walker. We you know, probably don't talk enough about him. He's going to be named All Australian this year for sure, and he's not even going to be you know probably the Coleman medalist. But he's in, in ripping form. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I'd be all over Adelaide. Uh, but a dollar twenty nine. There's not much value there. So let's get on to the Saturday twilight time slot. Hawthorne taking on Collingwood 490 outsiders the Hawks $1.17 favourites are Collingwood minus 32.5 is the line over under 170.5 Pez Hawthorne uh, they were disappointing last week uh, They, you know your Saints really did a number on them especially with the way that they've been performing the last month or so really testing a few sides and you were really worried coming up against the Hawks last week I was really worried coming up against the Hawks because you don't know what you're going to get with them there. Their midfield's been playing uh, really well. But it's MCG, it's Twilight, it's Collingwood coming off a loss. Uh, the big news at Collingwood is, well, it's not big news because it should have been, should have happened uh, as soon as they signed him, but Mason Cox has been dropped. He got subbed out last week and he wasn't happy, the uh, arrogant American there sitting on the bench with his little sub jacket on. So... Uh, I think that's the best thing that could have happened for Collingwood last week, to lose that game, to have Mason Cox again have no impact. Because what they get now is they get a way better functioning forward line and a way better functioning ruck, uh, whatever you call it, around the ground. So uh, I think Collingwood are going to be a lot stronger. Ash Johnson in, he, he does make mistakes, but he gives them some mobility. He can take a high mark. Daniel McStay is going to build towards being able to provide that other forward uh, up there as well. And Bobby Hill is a must to be into that Collingwood side because he gives them a little bit of excitement, a little bit of speed when the ball's on the ground. So I really, really like uh, this Collingwood team. And I think this is actually the strongest Collingwood team that they've fielded for the season. So I think that they're going to win uh, really, really well. Uh, but I, d- I don't want to put my money on them at that price, $1.17 there. So... What I've done is I've looked at their forward line. Their forward line's going to restructure a little bit. They're not going to have that big uh, useless twin tower, Mason Cox down there uh, taking up space and not knowing what he's doing. So I think Daniel McStay at $2.12 on Sportsbet is a little bit of value for two plus goals. So 
uh, that's where I'm going to head and uh, I'll put my money down there. No, I love that, Pez. I mean, Hawthorne, we know one of the deficiencies they have has been against tall forwards. Mason Cox would have been an absolute fill up, fill up for him this week. So uh, that, they'll, be, they'll be loving. Um, he'll be disappointed that he's uh, out, of the, out of the running for that. But, you know, next day will, will be perfect sort of replacement there. Um, I don't mind um, looking at disposals for this one. As I said, you're being, I'm being a bit mindful of, of the, the swapping that Mitchell is doing in there. But if you can go, you know, Nash, Newcomb, uh, and then pick between Warple or Day for, for 25. Uh, sorry, Nash and Newcomb for 20 each. Just sticks nice and basic for them. And then pick either Warple or Day to go over the 25 mark. That'll give you odds about $2, $2.3, depending which way you go. But as I said, you've got to be mindful which one you pick because you can have that wrong. Um, but that's probably where I'll be leaning. It'll just be disposal cities. And uh, I'd also probably be looking at um, Hawthorne have been doing a really great job at uh, tagging as of recent. So, you know, looking at some of those... Um, the over-under markets on day cost, I think, will be something that you can look at. I know that his odds for, for 30 or more disposals are sitting at $1.85. So you probably look at him to get under 30 disposals. Look at what the market is being there. Um, you know, he's taken some uh, big scalps. The, 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 well, he's not the Irishman, but uh, <laughs> be a little bit racist then, isn't it? Uh, but the, the Hawthorne uh, rookie. So that's, uh, it's, it's something that you could probably look for a, a bit of a play there as well. Yeah, and the Collingwood fans will turn out in in drones, dribs and drabs, and uh, there'll in be a drones? big crowd. They'll be flying around there. They could. They definitely could. It'll be. Uh, yeah, that's. Yeah, cool. Good, not, good not, chat. Cool, not let's, let's get you. on to uh, one of the games that has huge implications in the top four finishing, uh, mainly for Port Adelaide. Geelong, $1.56 favourites, Port Adelaide at two thirty-eight. This is down at Alphabet Stadium. Minus 10.5 is the line, over under 164.5 pairs. It's a rarity for Geelong to lose uh, two in a row, let alone two in a row, going for a third in a row at uh, Alphabet Stadium. So it'd be interesting to see how the Cats respond in this one, Pez. <laughs> they've yeah they've got no choice because uh, they're sitting two points out. It, it was a guaranteed win uh, last week. Should, should have been. Should have been absolutely guaranteed win. And Fremantle took it up to them. Uh, Geelong came back and got the lead in that third quarter. And, and Fremantle went into another gear again. And it was so disappointing to see uh, for that Geelong team. So are they yeah, tired? Premiership hangover. There's lots of different things that have happened. I know they've had injuries and things, but you've got to have a deep list and you've got to be able to do some things. There's some big outs as well. Tom Hawkins hurt his hamstring last week and then Blixar's uh, injured as well. So that's uh, not going to help. But that's really really where last week the game really uh, shifted, Pez, is because they had to do a whole lot of shuffling and they were three goals up against Fremantle when Blitzars went down and they just weren't able to, to shuffle properly and, you know, that, that was a huge, played a huge factor in it. Yeah, so Noah Lear, Lear as well after that big incident where he had that big clash with uh, Lockie Jones and he's not playing either. So it'll be interesting. Uh, GMHBA at night. I had a bit of a look at uh, scoring at GMHBA source and the night games seem to be uh, a lot higher scoring as well. The goals seem to flow a little bit more uh, and they do usually play interstate sides uh, at night at GMHBA as well. Uh, no Hawkins. Who stands up? To in the forward line to kick the goals. There's no value in, in Cameron for it'll two. Be my, it'll be my man, Ollie Henry. It'll be <laughs> Ollie Henry's I saw back. him as second favourite, but you look down the list a little bit and, and Gary Rowan stands out a little bit for two plus at, at $2.35. Um, so, yeah, nothing nothing locked in yet, but uh, just just leaning towards that. 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm really surprised that this game's not a dollar eighty uh, each way at Pickham because uh, Port Adelaide being one of the top sides, they demolished the Cats last time that they played, uh, really broke them open in that third quarter. As you remember that game at Adelaide Oval when Patrick Dangerfield kicked a, a beautiful goal to, to salute <laughs> for me. I'm still loving that one. Few units. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm really surprised at this. My money would all, you know, if I wasn't a Geelong man, would be all over Port Adelaide at the two thirty eight. That is that is a bargain uh, for a 50-50 game, even a little bit more, um, you know conservative you'd be looking at the 10 and a half uh, you could have got 11 and a half early in the day but uh being a geelong man I'm, I'm not going to put any units down on this one there's no no market for disposals there's no market for goal kickers i don't think um as you said you know it could be rowan it could be stengel it could be you know it could be ollie henry he could actually do something finally when i've got any money on him but you know it, it'll be interesting to see how this game unfolds super super pivotal for geelong to bounce back as a supporter so i will hopefully Hopefully, Pez, be sitting down and watching this in real time, not on delay, hopefully. Yeah, you're saying you like the value at um, at Port Adelaide. So, I don't know. Uh, if I'm I'm obviously not a Ge- Geelong person, but to go against Geelong at GMHBA, it's just been not profitable over the years. So oh, yeah, we'll exactly see. right. But I think that if you're looking at the game on its merit, you know, the home ground advantage is not worth, what, 80 cents. It's not worth 80 cents turnaround, I don't think. And if, if it is worth that much, then the line should reflect that, and it definitely doesn't. So for me, I think that there is some value there because this game should be about a 50-50 uh, sort of game, I think. Yep, and we get to, I don't even know what you call it, Battle of the Bridge. Battle of the Bridge. Well, is it the Battle of the Bridge if it's not in Sydney? It's in, in Canberra, this one, I think. So, <laughs> Battle of New South Wales. Uh, Giants, Giants Stadium, Western Sydney. Yeah, sure, right. <laughs> All right, uh, GWS taking on Sydney. A dollar sixty-three favourites are the Giants. Two twenty-five outsiders. The Swans minus six and a half is the line. Over under one fifty-eight and a half pairs. Had some huge news during the week. That's uh, the you know big buddy Franklin has retired. Really disappointing that he's not having a, a farewell game. Uh, th- that was really disappointing as AFL fans not being able to see him celebrated in the last game. Yeah, well, it's his. Uh, it's the car park that they play on at Marvel Stadium, isn't it? The Damage his calf. No good. What are they going to do to fix that ground? Well, what, what, what can you do for that, Pez? There's nothing you can do about it. You have to put more soil on top but, of that but concrete. I, I mean, I, it's so funny that it's been talked about. I mean, I don't know if you've ever played, um, you know, uh, there's, a, there's a basketball stadium nearby when I was a junior that we played and it was built on a, a concrete slab and it wasn't, they didn't have floorboards. They just had this like blue sort of pastel-y. Oh, it, it, it was like a paint. Yeah. It was like a paint. Yeah. And I know, I remember playing there when as a junior and my feet and my body killed after. And listening to AFL players, they say that it takes an extra couple of days to recover after playing at Marvel and I don't know how you can fix that like the, the stadium is not designed funnily enough just for football it's designed as a entertainment complex but but it needs to be addressed like I don't know how you how you actually address it without putting Marvel out of action for, for a good six months yeah it's um they've got to look at it in the offseason the AFL do own the venue so uh so they, they just keep saying play there suck it up yeah but something that they might need to be looked at. But uh, speaking of the Giants and, and the Swans, Jesse Hogan and Tom Green come in, which are two absolutely Huge. massive ins for the Giants. The only thing that has me a little bit worried about this game is because it's the little brother, big brother type thing. It's it's another derby type clash. So uh, things things do happen. But uh, I like the Giants to, to go through this. They are on a bit of a winning streak. So I'm I'm just leaning towards the Giants at Blue Better to sixty at the moment. But... Uh, I'll put that out on Twitter if uh, that ends up going ahead there, Source. 
Yeah, you're right. The Giants have been an absolute ripping form. Uh, the two sort of metrics that really st- stand out to me is the over. Uh, you know, the, I know the Giants have played uh, quite low-scoring affairs, but I, I imagine this game to sort of break open a little bit. I think um, just the way my metrics have it, the 158 and a half is, is quite low. I would see in this game probably sit the 160, maybe even the 175 mark. Uh, sorry, 165, 175 mark. And the other one that stands out is Toby Green for for most goals. The 255 there, he is by far the shortest. Um, you know, Jesse Hogan's probably the only other one that may um, sort of pop up and, and challenge him for most goals. But 255 for me is an absolute bargain. Uh, $7 for Hogan and Papley, 725 <laughs> Like, it's incredible that he's such short value. So um, I don't mind that as well. And he has, has been in ripping form life as of late. Look into some similar markets. There we go. And uh, Sunday... Sunday footy left. It <laughs> seems like an eternity away, but uh, there's, uh, there's a big game here. Huge game. North Melbourne taking on Melbourne. Uh, $7 outsiders, the, the Kangaroos, $1.10 favourites. Melbourne minus 42.5 is the line. Over under, 172.5 pairs. Uh, North Melbourne were disappointing last week. They, they made a charge late, but Melbourne has been the, the story of the season. The people really aren't talking about. They've shifted that offence pairs, and, and we've spoken every single week in the lead-up to this, how profitable Melbourne has been, that, uh, that, that offence that they're running at the moment. Petty came in there and kicked six goals. Six. That's incredible. I was looking at odds that he was sitting about 501 to kick six or more goals. Apparently three or more goals were sitting about 150 bucks. That's incredible. I don't know. 150? That's what That's what Twitter – that's what – sorry, what X said. Uh, the <laughs> people on X that said <laughs> Forget that. Forget about that. Elon Musk with his, <laughs> with his X. No, yeah, if you, if you know a, for, uh, a defender's going to go forward – um, we've we've received news throughout the year, source of defenders going forward, yeah, which wrong, is wrong news. <laughs> yeah, which is to be kept under a lid. But um, when you when you do have that information, you're like, oh, they're playing forward. Do I put them down for a couple of goals? Maybe, maybe yes, maybe no. Uh, it can work out in your favour. And uh, I don't think anyone would have been on Harrison Petty. Someone sending your bet slip if you if you happen to be on even two plus or three plus goals because that that was a great bet. Great uh, in the end, but Melbourne have to go down to Bloodstone. It's 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 not great. North Melbourne, the the demeanour around the club just can't be great at the moment. After how many losses in a row? Was it eighteen losses in a row or something? Their last win was, was round, round two. two, one two in a row. Lost every game since. It's just it's just uh, unbelievably <laughs> bad. Poor North and, Melbourne. And, Melbourne, and they're not even going to get the number one pick for how bad they've been because there's been a team worse than them this year. That must be so disheartening for North Melbourne fans. <laughs> so bad. But we've spoke about the restructure since Bailey Fritch's injury and blessing in disguise because Jake Malkstrom's come in. I think he keeps his spot for finals. I've spoken about that before. I think Petty might even, you know, play up forward a little bit and be that the key target. Then they don't have to play like a Tom McDonald up there, which hasn't worked for, for many, many years. Uh, and one Ruckman, Max Gorn. No Brody Grundy. He's just there for insurance now and uh, might look to get a trade at the end of the year, Brody Grundy, because it, the duo didn't work and uh, just down to one with Max Gorn rucking 80% of games and uh, they'll just fill in the rest. So Melbourne should get the win. Uh, no betting down in Tassie for me. Uh, I, I would be I'm spewing this game is actually in Tassie. If this game was played in Melbourne, I'd be all over Melbourne just absolutely ripping apart North Melbourne. Uh, they had their biggest win of the season, North uh, Melbourne against North Melbourne earlier in the year. Oh, um, that was that was it was a really really dis- disgusting game. And if you look at how much better Melbourne are now and the offense that they're playing, and they actually have you know scoring potential, um, <laughs> it, it's it's a scary sight for for North Melbourne, as you said, who the club's in turmoil at the moment. 
Uh, I probably would be looking at, as I said, the line. Maybe you might look at some small goal kickers uh, for North Melbourne. Just looking at the the one goal mark, though, you can get a little bit of value. But, um, you know, mainly because Melbourne have deficits again against small, uh, smaller offensive players. You know, last week I talked about Shea Bolton to kick a goal and he was sitting at, you know, $2. I talked about uh, the Rioli to, to kick a goal. He kicked one. So small forwards or smaller players that leak through that midfield uh, kicking goals against Melbourne. But uh, it's North Melbourne, so they might not score at all. But uh, my bet would be with the line in this one, 42.5 if I had to make a play. Forty-two and a half, and just hope the wind uh, wind settles nicely down there uh, at Bloodstone before they get their stadium with the roof. Yep, before they get their roof stadium, hopefully they, they do a better <laughs> job with the floor. All right, thank you for taking on Carlton in the next one. Hopefully you're watching this one, pairs, and not in the delivery room. Two forty-two uh, outsiders of the Saints, dollar fifty-seven favourites. The Blues minus ten and a half is the line over under one sixty-three and a half pairs. Uh, I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on this one. Uh, Carlton are absolutely rearing, but to me, this is a game that would be absolutely circled as a danger game and a potential for, for St Kilda to cause an upset. Well, people have been talking to me throughout the week because they know I'm a big St Kilda fan and they're going, you know what, St Kilda have had the wood over Carlton. They they towed them up earlier in the year where Carlton midfielders, as we know, Source just racked it up against the Saints, but it didn't matter because the Saints were in control that game. But this feels like a different Carlton and it's also a different St Kilda because they, they're they not the same. But they do have some pretty big ins because Bradley Hill's come off uh, just a one-week injury. They're bringing in possibly Tim Membry, but the biggest one that could be back is my man Max King. Have a look at that. <laughs> oh, you've put out the little uh, <laughs> the bobblehead. Have a look at him. That's a good mo. Oh, yeah. That's a good good gem that was found uh, for me Ooh. during the week. How good's that? Where'd you find that? Oh. I, have a, I have a whole lot of these in my house that are yours. <laughs> A Buddy Franklin one? Should have bought that one out? Yeah, well, for the retirement, yeah. This is what Let you him. give me when any time I'm talking any bets. You just sit there and just nod. Oh, I don't listen. That's what we've, we've spoken about that in the past, haven't we? Surely you've got a bet with your prop. No. What? No, no bet? The, the only thing I would talk about is the over-under discussion because I think it was six or seven times in a row where St Kilda matches went under and the under's been pretty low uh, source there at around 160. But last week... St Kilda got their biggest score uh, for, for many, many weeks. 122 points. They kicked 19 goals, 8. And Hawthorne ended up kicking 14 goals, 9. So it was over 210 points, their source. Uh, 215 in total. Uh, so what did you say the total sits at live? Uh, 163.5. So it's interesting. Is Ross Lyon going to play the same way against, you know, Carlton? Or is he going to shut the game down like they did last time against the Blues, and is it going to go under 163? So that's the little uh, just learning point that I've got for, for Sunday when I'm watching the game, as as well as just trying to support the team. I hope it goes under, Pez. I'm all over the under. 163.5, that's a really high for, for, for the Saints. The last eight weeks, this is the last week was an anomaly in that, and you sort of could have predicted that with the way Hawthorne have been playing. You know, They've been a team that has busted them open, and the last time St Kilda's game went over was previously when they played the Hawks in that uh, that shock loss that you had earlier in the year. So 163, the market has adjusted for that. St 
Kilda are playing a side that you know they're they're going to be weirful, they're going to be mindful of, and they're going to be Carlton have the power to blow you open as well. So they have they have the real opportunity to. Um, they'll see this as an easy win f- uh, for them, and they'll be have a chance to blow it open. What uh, Ross Lyon has definitely been doing is against sides that are uh, that are perceived as better than him. He's really been locking it down. So a dollar sixty three for me, uh, sorry, a dollar eighty eight is the the price. A dollar, uh, sorry, one sixty three and a half to go under. I love that. My metrics have it about uh, the game sitting at probably about one fifty five. So uh, we give me one sixty three. I love that. Um, as I said, it's been tracked quite. Um, Openly and by a lot of bookies and a lot of uh, people that are that are in the betting industry, the under one fifty has been so profitable for St Kilda games this year. Yeah, and you take the one sixty three, but th- this guy might kick uh, four or five goals, so that might not work work too well. There's no one else kicking goals. Six dollars fifty to kick four and sixteen to kick five. So Max King, if, if he does even return after that shoulder injury that was meant to. He'd be done for the season. I don't know about that one, Pez. That I haven't got many bets locked in, but I love the value at one sixty three. So uh, it doesn't matter whether King's in it uh, or out of it. Uh, St Kilda will defend hard and contain Carlton. I actually don't even mind the uh, the plus ten and a half there. Eh? I, the Saints. I, I think I think Carlton are uh, due to 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 uh, come <laughs> up with a little loss. So two forty two, I reckon. Right, uh, 242. Uh, I might even have a little double there, Pez. Your uh, footy tips. That's a good one to pick. Oh, the footy tips, you reckon. <laughs> All right, last, game. last game of the round, thank God. Fremantle taking on Brisbane, 258 outsiders, uh, uh, the, the Dockers, $1.51. Brisbane playing at SBS Stadium, minus 13.5 is the line, over under, 167.5 pairs. I, I really like Brisbane in this one. I think that last week, you know, there was an interesting move that, uh, that uh, who's Stewie D's replacement? I can't remember. Stephen King. Stephen King did in tagging um, 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 Harris. You know, that was a really interesting move. Harris Andrews, you know, tagging him and, and making him more accountable for things. I mean, I don't think that's what uh, opened up the game as much as it did, but Gold Coast were impressive. Brisbane were disappointing. It'll be a once-off. They'll bounce back against the Dockers. Yeah, I hope so, because they're, they're making a sweat for our future end-of-season bets. Two more. Because two more. We just want two more wins to get the over 14 and a half. They're even making the, the, the top four a bit of a sweat now. We want to lock in that top four, because if we were sitting on 14 wins at the moment, 56 points, it'd be a near certainty that they would be top four. But if they drop this against Fremantle, who went, went down to Geelong and beat them last week, then we are we are in for a massive sweat towards the end of the season. We've got three units riding on it in total over the 14 and a half and the, and the top four there, Source. So... Uh, we want that to happen to to boost up our profits for the season, but because it is a Sunday twilight, nothing in it for me at the moment. We know Lockie Neal's got some bruising uh, t- under the belt as well, so uh, he's, he's not an out though, so he, he might still play. He might still play. Once the sides come in, Pez, I'll, I'll be very uh, exactly like the doggies bet. I think that $1.51 is a great price if you have got a, a decent sort of 90% full uh, a Brisbane side. So don't worry about where this is played. Fremantle have been really disappointing for a majority of the season. And I put last week's win. Wasn't that Fremantle impressive? Is that Geelong were, were, were pretty, pretty, pretty ordinary. So $1.51, once the teams come out, I'll be looking to lock that in. Yeah, and then if this was earlier in the in the week, teams were there and you, you saw it, you'd go from there. Fremantle haven't performed over at, at home either, SBS Stadium. Haven't so performed any of 2023. Oh, Alphabet Stadium, they've performed all right. One one out of one. Well, uh, not not so much for the SBS, the other Alphabet Stadium going around, mate. Speaking about stadiums, uh, I think it must have been Swamp that put it out and I read it, is 
GWS, I didn't speak about it before. They've won yeah. at nine different venues for the season. They're the team that travels the most. And the only other team to beat that is Hawthorne in either the late 80s or early 90s when you had all the suburban grounds still for the Melbourne clubs. So, And the only two the only two games that they haven't uh, won at GWS has been Brisbane and the MCG. So if they play finals, there's an opportunity for them to, to do that uh, in 2023. Yeah, to, to get 10, uh, 10 different That'd be venues. incredible. That, that'd be huge. And did they... Did they lose to West? Did they they must have beaten Fremantle over there at SBS because they lost to West Coast over there in round two. Well, no, they they I thought that they beat. No, they didn't lose to West Coast, did they? GWS did round two, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, they must have beaten Fremantle. Yeah, they must have beaten Fremantle. Tick that off the list, but uh, very very interesting. We we'll go from there, but uh, I need to tend to. Um, did you get a message? No. I'm, I'm sure I need to... The, the water's broken? I'm, sh- I'm sure I need to do something. Uh, you probably don't need to do anything. You probably need to just have a couple of breaths. And we, <laughs> we can just pretend to podcast if you want before you go in, your life goes into chaos, mate, and having two kids. I just need to be there. <laughs> I just think I just need to sit there and just uh, see yeah. what happens. Yeah, just I've never seen uh, Pez uh, more in a sweat. I mean, I've seen him uh, with some pretty big bets down on watching it's the telly, but I've never seen him sweat like he is now. He's, he's struggling. Oh, I've struggled all night. Uh, I don't know if you, you probably can tell, but it's... Uh, yeah, it's yeah, hasn't been, hasn't been, been one of your best, mate. Um, <laughs> no. Maxi King's done a bit better than you. <laughs> Well, my bets, they'll go up there. We had a couple of questions as well uh, before we go on X at Behind the Bound. That sounds stupid, doesn't it? It sounds stupid. Uh, Twitter, yeah, at Behind the Bound. X, formerly the uh, social media site as Twitter. Some punters there saying, when do our bets go up on the spreadsheet? So obviously we want people to listen to the podcast, so they'll go up as as late as possible for the games. Uh, But for this one, I'll probably have to get the the bets that we've put down out now, Source, because I don't know if I'll be available over the weekend to... uh, be doing anything over the old uh, Twitter, the old X. So at Behind the Bound, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, all of that. Oh, well, I've helped you out, Pez. I've already put one of my bets in there. It just says Saints win <laughs> under 23. Uh, no, I just – but uh, make sure you jump on all of the social media platforms and give us a like, a follow. Uh, jump on to uh, Apple Music and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Prime Music, any of those great podcast providers. Give us a five-star review and leave comments so other punters can find us. I'm Pez. Peace out. I might, yeah. not, I might not see you next week. I don't know. Well, I'm still sourced. Uh, we'll still be recording next week uh, either way. Uh, so we'll catch up next time. Now you're gone.